When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Grey's Anatomy's Anatomy, a Grey's Anatomy podcast here on Post Show Recaps. My name is Ariel, and I am joined by my co-head of our Grey's Anatomy's Anatomy department. It is Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you doing? I'm great, especially now that you've named me the co-head of the department. I thought I was going to have to rush you and just like start throwing all my credentials at you and remind you that I trained Christina goddamn Yang, you know, so at this point, it's basically my job, but go off, Ariel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, listen, I got to warn you, there's no pay increase, but... Wait, well, hold on, Paul. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you mean there's no pay? Slow down, baby. <laughs> it's just the selection committee for the uh, co-head. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we are here to discuss uh these all of these february episodes of gray's anatomy but lucky for us there was only one this month one. uh if you're just if you just see this on your feed and you're like wait where did this gray's anatomy pod come from this is the first one i'm seeing we did an entire 19 season meredith gray only retrospective uh last week so you know if you missed that and you're interested look for that on your on the feed uh, and we're going to be, just to reiterate, uh, we are going to be covering uh, each month's episodes, new episodes at the end of the month, kind of like a month-long retrospective, and hoping to sprinkle in some like character deep dives and maybe some thematic deep dives along the way. Um, so here we go. This is uh, season 19. I know we talked a little bit about season 19 as far as the Meredith Grey part, but here we get to talk about the new intern class. And I know Chappelle, like, this is pretty common for Grays, right? They do like these soft, this one feels like a very hard reset, but they have done these soft resets along the way where you introduce a new intern class and sometimes they're good and sometimes they're kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, this is my introduction to these uh, interns because uh, I, as people know, I tapped out of Grays like people do, you know, it's been yeah, a long time and you can, it's hard to keep up with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm back in, I was like, okay, who are our core characters here? Who who are the main people now that we know Meredith is exiting the show? And yes. so meeting the new interns was was fun, but I had a lot of questions here. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> yes, a lot of questions about like who's who and who's related to who. And uh-huh. what I do love, you know, we got into this a little bit uh, last episode, but what I do love is they do such a good job on the show of like uh, 
you know, with the history, there's literally at this point, nine, well, 18 and a half seasons of history to kind of like draw on. And when they introduce like a new class of interns here, you can't, I think for the viewer, you can't help but compare to whether it's the original five or other interns that you've met along the way. And here, I think they do a really good job of like, for me, I can pick out, it's not like each person necessarily each new intern is like a comp for one of the original interns but they have mm -hmm. like pieces of their personality like oh one is snarky like alex or one is kind of you know super no bullshit like christina always was and i have mm -hmm. fun like you know making those kind of scooping those those comps out and that's what makes it interesting for me yeah these interns felt very stable and i know they're not because they never are on Grey's anatomy but in this episode <laughs> you know in this episode i was like there wasn't an izzy you know what i'm saying so i, yeah. didn't, I, I didn't feel stressed out um there, there wasn't a schmidt so i also didn't right. feel stressed out so oh, glasses like, as he used to yeah, be called glasses. yeah I, look he's in this episode and i feel mm -hmm. like there's a little drama to be had you know between mm -hmm. him and one of the interns but mm -hmm. for the most part i feel like all of them were solid um even yes. when we see uh i I think it's Jules, right? Up in yeah, the, um, Jules, Doctor Jules yeah. Millen. Yeah, she's yeah, the closest the, thing to Izzy. <laughs> yeah, well, she's up in the um in the viewing area mm -hmm. watching, and she's they say like, oh, you could have done that stitcher, you know, so easily. And mm -hmm. she's like, yeah, I could have, but I threw it. And I'm thinking Izzy wasn't throwing nothing. She couldn't yeah. do nothing. No, I'm, just, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm for all the historians. I'm sure Izzy was good at stuff. However, uh -huh, uh -huh. She's I was cutting elbow wires. Right. Look, she can do an extension for sure. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but I was surprised with that because I was like, somebody has to be the weak link. And if she's that mm -hmm. good where she's throwing competitions, like, okay, I'm proud yeah. of all y'all. Yeah. And to that point, one interesting thing that they got into at the very beginning of the season was like, so, you know, whatever, yada, yada, plot machinations, the intern program had kind of closed for six months because, of course, it did. There's always some drama going on. And then in this case, they were having trouble, uh, like, really getting desirable applicants you know it's very competitive the the top two percent of the students want to go to certain places and i think at some point uh you know seattle grace slash you know now it's grace sloan was like a really was a hospital that people really wanted to go to and then you know kind of got a bad reputation more recently so they had to pick these this specific intern class and all the new interns from like you know, the B or C list, but they tried mm. to be very, uh, very selective and they try to find what they would call like, you know, the diamonds in the rough. And yeah. uh, I think to your point about there being, they're kind of being no duds. I think these, these interns are like willing to put in the work and they know they have to fight. You know, they've clearly been, they had to fight to even get into the program. So I think it's, uh, it, it makes sense that they're all kind of good. They have a good baseline quality overall. Yeah, I like when these interns have uh, like stories that are yes, like, yes. interesting backstory because mm -hmm. there's one point in the in the episode where Simone is talking to Meredith and she's like, yeah, ever since that, that time, like I killed my mom, my grandma just won't let it go. Like she just can't remember. And I was like, yes. slow down. <laughs> so yes, let's meet, let's meet our intern class real quick before we get into this episode um, because we haven't really had a chance to talk about them because uh, they'll be important for us going forward, especially now that uh as we keep saying meredith is meredith is gone not forever she's gonna be at least here's how i understand the Meredith situation she's gonna be at least in one more episode and she's probably gonna again there's this way i understand it she's gonna be in like the same seven to eight episodes next season as well unless like there's another negotiation and that changes so you know she's not off the show forever but uh these interns are even more important than they ever have been before so you mentioned dr simone dr griffith as she's known uh we find out in the beginning of the season that her mom like passed away during childbirth and she literally had her here so it's another like really cool character moment of like i have history at this place uh you know seattle uh, uh grace loan now and she came to be a doctor there and it's like it's a really big piece of her life and it's trauma just like any other character on the show mm -hmm. you gotta have trauma to be a compelling character on the show so her trauma is that that hospital kind of killed her mom uh obviously it's more complicated than that but you know and also the other thing and the reason that she was bonding with meredith and continued to in this episode is that her grandmother uh, dr griffith's grandmother has alzheimer's so obviously meredith mm -hmm. is very uh you know familiar with that dynamic and it's even more messed up because dr griffith's grandmother thinks that dr griffith is Dr. Rufus' mom. So she's like, she has a weird, like, parent daughter relationship with her grandma, and her grandma thinks that that's her daughter. Uh, so it's kind of hard, but Meredith was able to be there for her in at least two of these seven episodes. <laughs> 
Look, I like when the trauma mirrors the other people's traumas, right? So yes. the, the Alzheimer's story, I'm like, yes, bond with Meredith. But this whole, like, the hospital killed my parents. Join the club, okay? This <laughs> hospital has married every, I like, murdered everybody's parents. I know when Meredith heard it, she was like, girl, my, have you heard about my sister? She, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, let me tell you about Thatcher Gray. Let me give uh -huh. you a little rundown about the, like, let me tell you about my stepmom. and her My stepmom. And then my yeah. dad slapped me. <laughs> We're never gonna let that slap go. Yes, but, no, that slap yeah. heard round the world. Um, yeah, but yes, I, that's Simone, why I like this. Yeah. Yes, Alexis. Uh, Alexis Floyd is the actress who plays her. She was in uh, Inventing Anna. That's where I know her from. Um, so you know, a little bit of a a little bit of a known quantity as far as like the the actor playing her. So she's she's fun. She has her trauma as we established. Uh, then we have you mentioned already, Dr. Jules Millen, who like is a little bit of an Izzy comp. And I don't mean just because she's she's like pretty, but also she has like these hippie parents. You know, Izzy lived in a trailer park mm -hmm. and uh, Dr. Millen always talks about like, in this episode, it was like her parents had her baby sister in like the garage and she had to, and in a previous episode, they found like they were weed dealers. So she had like a very, very hippie lifestyle. Um, you know, a little bit of trauma, I guess, if you want to call, like, I had to cut my brother's umbilical cord when I was five trauma. I guess that's traumatic, right? I, I think it is, especially for a doctor, because this woman has yes. to do a, a, na a neonatal, uh, like, rotation mm -hmm. <laughs> and a peds rotation, mm -hmm. and she's afraid of babies, Ariel. She's like, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like i've been i've been scared of babies since i was a baby so yeah that's relatable content honestly i feel that that's true but, but i also yeah. am not, i'm not a doctor so I yeah. probably, <laughs> not a doctor maybe that's, yeah she'd be better off at the bar you know mm -hmm. because then she yeah. have to do any babies maybe at the bar um mm -hmm. we don't know too much about her i think uh you know dr griff there are a couple of the other doctors we know a little bit more than i would say probably dr dr millen we know the least about so it'll be interesting to to get to know her but what we do know about her is that she likes to hook up with dr kwan and dr kwan arguably the famous of the inter famous the most famous of the interns as far as the actor portraying them uh harry shum jr who people know from glee as someone who never had any lines but danced a lot he uh and lot. also he was in the post credits of crazy rich asians so he might be like in the sequel maybe so we're talking like sequel money for him um yes. but he's uh he has a nickname blue as in blue ribbon because he's like always trying to be number one and him and him and dr dr mill and jules uh they have like a they have some chemistry some hookup chemistry they're both hot and they want to have sex yeah, and that's typical of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. You know, um, this, those are like the number one criteria to get hired on at this hospital. It's like, do you like to have sex in public? Um, like, check yes or no. Uh, and so, yeah, throughout, we're going to see them hooking up in the on-call room, it seems. Yes, well, that's giving her, they're like, we need to give her a character moment. Let's give her sex with someone else. Right, that's how you establish these characters, okay? Um, I love Harry Shum, so I was happy mm -hmm. to see him here. Yeah, he's great. Love that he gets lines, unlike when he was on Glee, like I said. And um, he's, uh, you know, he he had a moment earlier in the season where he pretended like he had a brother in order to convince a woman uh, to let that woman's daughter be a uh, an organ donor. He was like, listen, I lost my brother when I was young and I think about his organs all the time, you know, that saved like that little kid's life and that old woman's life. And then the woman was like, okay, I'll do it. And then they walked away and he's like, I don't have no brother. Yeah. That was lies. <laughs> you know, so he's probably, smart. yeah, it's probably weird symmetry though between him and Christina, you know, like, like it, mm -hmm. it shouldn't be that like these, these two Asian characters have to overlap, but Christina mm -hmm. definitely had moments of like, I can't emotionally uh, yes. engage with That's the, true. With yes. The, Cause he had yeah. in this episode, he has this little like hand move that he does mm -hmm. to try to like deal with the uncomfortableness of all those emotions yeah um and also he mentioned he made a passing comment in a previous episode where like i didn't have a dad but thanks for bringing that up so that's another christina comp uh-huh yeah and so i'm thinking oh yeah he's super competitive like christina was mm -hmm. so i, I kind of like i like the uh like i said i like the parallel sometimes but you know making it the both the two asian characters right. there's a little no that's a little nail on the head like okay yes. shonda calm down he could, yes he does contain multitudes i would say there's a little bit of uh who else would do? I feel like that's a little Alex-ish, like the lying, the, mm, you know, the, the lying, Christina for part sure. for sure. But the lying just to like get what you want, that feels very Alex. The way he was like hitting on, uh, the way he was hitting on Amelia because he thought that Amelia was having sex with her nephew, which we'll get to. Ah. Uh, so, you know, that, that's a little, he has a little bit of an Alex streak, which, mm -hmm. which I appreciate. 
Um, then we have uh, Shep, Dr. Adams, who is like nicknamed Shep, who we found out in the first episode of this season. And this is like, when when I found this out, I was like, this is gold. Like sometimes they get it so right. They do like such an amazing character or familial connection. Uh, and I'm like, this is gold. He is Amelia's uh, nephew. So he is Derek Shepard's nephew. And he looked up to Derek. And in the very first episode of the season, he and his first surgery, he says, it's a beautiful day to save lives, which is how mm. we found out his connection to Derek. I just love this. Like the idea of like passing the torch down, but to a family member specifically is it's so smart. And it's like, it's so dumb to like, be like, yeah, wow. They, they, they made a younger family member, but it just works so well. And they mine so much emotion out of it. Yeah. And then of course this is still Grey's anatomy. And so you kind of want to keep stuff in the family. Like even though Meredith is leaving, it's all about Meredith and her relationships and her, um, and her relatives, you know, like, yeah, her extended uh, her family. Yeah, I mean, uh, doc, Dr. Weber start to start mm -hmm. Amelia and Maggie, who are both her sisters yes. in quotation marks. You know, yeah, right. So, <laughs> sisters. <laughs> They're all three siblings at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, They're doing it for themselves. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. And so now we have the, the nephews. So it's kind of like you have to keep the bloodline in there. I mean, their yes. name is on the front of the on the front of the building. Yes, it's true. And I think that that's a good point that like that just keeps another like another great connection. Uh, and it's not her, it's not her blood relation, but right. they treat, you know, like you said, she treats, she treats Amelia and Maggie like her actual sisters. That's actually like a view, a beautiful, lovely, uh, friendship and sisterhood that the three of them have and share. So mm -hmm. to give them like another person to try to pass that on, who's not only just an intern, but actual family is, is actually really effective. Um, and, uh, so we also meet, um, Dr. Yasuda, who uh, lives in her van. Her big claim to fame is that she lives in her van and, uh, you know, a house van. It's, it's, I think it's kind of nice on the inside. You know, I wouldn't want to live in a van. I would be very scared at all times. But, mm. you know, if you're going to live in a house van, you might as well have like a funky lava lamp or whatever she had going on in there. Right. Grey's Anatomy will never fail to remind you that these doctors be poor. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> For years, we watched all of them live in the same house. Yes. We watched them. I mean, they just bouncing from crib to crib, living yes. out of cars, living out of vans. We've seen it all here on Grey's Anatomy, mm -hmm. living in the hospital. They're like, look, these are your doctors. And yes, they're going to make a ton of money. But right now, when they're, they're poor they for now, poor. right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, they're going to be rich. But for now, right. they're poor. <laughs> right. Imagine just joining a, a whole career where people just give you housing just every time they see you. They're like, do you want to stay in a home with six other people? Like, it sounds like the real world or big brother right? it really is because i mean in this most recent episode we are going to see that uh all of these homeless people get uh sh shuffled off to uh to live together yes yes i can't wait to get to that that's a that's mm -hmm. a great moment um so those are that's our that's our intern class um and uh you know yasuda i'm trying to think of like what's i was i was trying to remember who She's a little bit like Alex too, in that, um, you know, she's she the way she talks to people. She's appreciative. I, you know, you know what I actually realized she's because at first I was like, there's no real George, but mm. I think she it, she has a little bit of a George esque quality in the way she's so genuinely appreciative. Like in this episode, she goes mm -hmm. up to Maggie at one point and is like, "Thank you so much for that experience," and also. In a previous episode, she did a similar thing to Teddy, where she was like, "Wow, you made me like believe in myself." That and that feels a little bit, a little bit like George. Yeah, and then even like the like her living in the car, it reminded me so much of Callie when we find her. She's yes. living in the hospital. <laughs> yes, like, when she was like fake poor, because we found out Callie was like crazy rich, and she was yeah. just like, "She's like, I just don't want to use my parents' money." Right? <laughs> like you fool. Yeah, <laughs> take the money too. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was like, "Yeah, Callie." F the man, like, don't be poor. <laughs> now that I'm older, I'm like, Callie, you suck. Take your <laughs> Callie, take that money. We have bills. Take money in this economy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's get into this episode. It's a big episode coming in. They're marketing it as as uh, Meredith Gray's final goodbye, which is hilarious because uh, Ellen Pompeo herself, the actress, is out here being like, it's not actually my last episode. I'm supposed to come out for one episode later. And ABC marketing is like, be quiet. <laughs> that's, yes. not, that's not the point. That's not going to get people to watch. Mm -hmm. um, so there are a couple of storylines, you know, 19 seasons in 
Grey's Anatomy, God love it. It, it can be a little formulaic, but in a way that is easy for us, you and I, Chappelle. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, before we get to some of like the nittier, grittier storylines, we have uh, the Teddy Altman storyline, which is pretty quick in the episode. Basically, she wants to be chief. They're looking for a new chief because Meredith is leaving. And she's talking to Dr. Weber and she's like, you know, I think if you want, you know, if you're really serious about finding a chief in these troubling times, you're going to need someone who really knows, you know, the history of this place. A little bit to your point, Chappelle, of how you open the podcast, you know, someone who really knows the ins and outs of this place. And he kind of plays her. He's like, oh, cool. Yeah. If you want to help us try to find someone and be on the search committee, <laughs> we yeah. meet on Tuesdays or whatever. <laughs> played in her face she was like excuse me uh sir i i trained christina yang you know like uh, how dare you <laughs> yes i'm i'm a sucker for any christina yang reference so she comes back mm -hmm. later even stronger you know towards the end of the episode because now she has like regained her confidence and classic Grey's anatomy uh within episode storyline structure she's like i gotta try again harder and mean it this time and she comes back and she's like i trained christina yang that should have been it. Like, that's all she had to say. Right. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. <laughs> Drop the mic. Uh, and, and Chief Weber, who, you know, everyone still calls Chief Weber, even he's not, like, technically a chief. It's his first name. Just, right. Exactly. It's just Chief. Um, he's like, listen, that job is incredibly stressful. M Meredith Gray is literally leaving from doing it. I mean, it's uh, that's an oversimplification, but fine. Uh, yeah. And others have quit many times, and it's very stressful. And Miranda Bailey herself had, like, seven heart attacks doing it. But if you want to do it, it's yours. And then hilariously, he's like, do you want the job? And she's like, uh, I'll think about it. <laughs> right. I don't look, I don't blame her. You like, you feel like you Teddy, you Teddy Altman, you, you, the, the doctor. Okay. You, you trained Christina. You have yeah. all of these, all of this, uh, these accolades behind you. You've been with like with this hospital for forever at this point. Yeah. Um, even when she left and came back. But Teddy always found herself in this situation because I remember when she showed up pregnant and she was just like, hey, I need a job right now. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. I need a job now because I need the health insurance for my baby. <laughs> right. She stayed with her resume ready. She's like, oh, let me realize Have y'all met Christina Yang? I need a job. She's Thank had you. that resume ready since like forever and ever. You're so right. She's like, and then the day she got to at Christina, she's like, Christina Yang. Right. <laughs> yes. You, she uses her as her references as well. Like, um, call Christina. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the way we all feel about Christina still all this time later, who can blame her? Like, it's the right what, move. what an incredible reference. Right. A hundred percent the right move. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. It seems like she'll probably be the chief. Uh, but this is a hilarious, like, she wanted it the whole episode. And I was like, actually, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. What do you and think Owen... about Teddy as the potential chief, though? I love Teddy. I know people like people get annoyed at her more recently over the years because like, to be clear, I'm a huge Kim Raver fan. So like, mm -hmm. I don't even care if her storyline isn't working. She is such an, she is such a, a great actress and she makes me feel so many emotions at all times that like, I always enjoy watching her. I honestly could not care less what her storyline is. I'm just happy that she's back on the show. Cause she's like left, I think more than once at this point, but yeah, you, know, you can't turn down has. that grace money. <laughs> Look, that Grey's money keeps coming. Uh, I right. don't blame her at all for uh, coming back, uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. And 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 I I like Teddy. And I, I and I again, y'all, I've I've missed a few uh, seasons, and I'm trying to get uh -huh, caught uh -huh. up. But so maybe I missed the thing that's making people just like Teddy. But I've always kind of been fond of her. Uh, I don't really like the Owen storyline. I was gonna her. say that's yeah. what that's what has <laughs> has soured people. I think if she were standing on her own, people would never have soured on her. But she yeah. chose Owen. And it was kind of like, oh, Owen's trash, though. Leave yeah, him. Yeah, we don't like it's him. It's kind of how everybody feels. Yeah. <laughs> we, but he, Teddy, we hate him. You know, so. Teddy, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's how people feel about him. Teddy, no. Uh, and I don't blame him. I don't know. You know, we won't get to an Owen deep dive anytime soon. But at nope. some point, we're going to have to address it uh because you know when he first came on it was like oh that's cool but then you know it got it got old fast or you mm. know fast enough um so uh that's it that's it for the the teddy storyline see you next month teddy um <laughs> hopefully the, as chief you know, right hopefully as chief. chief that'll be a fun thing to track aka the, literally her only storyline so that's fine <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So we have a little bit of uh, so a continuation of this Maggie and her husband, Dr. Ndugu. He has a first name, Winston. Uh, but I just love saying his last name, Dr. Ndugu. Um, so Maggie and Winston, at the end of last episode, it was all like, he's like, listen, I'm going to change specialties because I love you. And I hate that you treat me like a piece of crap when you're my boss. And I think in order to save our manage- marriage, I should change specialties. And instead of being like, oh, she was like, that's stupid. <laughs> Right. And and Maggie's back you. I mean, Maggie's uh Maggie's Maggie's uh you know, Ellis's child. Yes, she's Ellis, she's so, Ellis and uh Ellison and Chief Weber's child. Yeah. Right. So that's to be expected. Like could you hear Ellis could you hear Ellis exactly. saying those exact words like you want to change your, your your specialty for love? Get the hell out of here. I don't respect you. When when she Correct. said it when she said it, I flinched. I was like, Ellis, where'd you come from? Right. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't see a, a right. guest actor credit for, for <laughs> Kate Burton, who played Ellis. <laughs> yes. It happened so fast. But I, yeah, it was kind of one of those moments where I was like, okay, Maggie, calm down. Mm-hmm. Um, because she really hurt this man's feelings. And this is my introduction to him. I didn't know Maggie had ran off and got married to this guy, but I support it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, their their storyline in two sentences is they used to work together and he she was like his boss at their hospital and then they fell in love. But then she moved away because of her her like nonsense with trying to track down like Ellis Gray and that family. And then he came. They met each other at like some conference. I was like, oh, my God, are we still in love? That's crazy. Uh, but clearly <laughs> he's not feeling clearly he's not feeling the the return to the old school dynamics of her being in charge. It's not. It's not good for their marriage, or or apparently their sex life. Not that they not that they go into it that much. Yeah, um, I mean, he called her heartless and like emotionless, <sighs> and eh. again, we that was a big Ellis vibes. Love it. It's big Ellis vibes. So their their storyline this episode was, uh, in addition to their fighting and their arguing, they wanted to do a partial heart transplant on a newborn baby and in classic grace fashion it's something that has never been done before it's completely experimental but it oh, has like, to happen fine right? <laughs> it literally has to happen or the baby will die completely <laughs> we're gonna make at some point we're gonna do like our top 10 list of ridiculously experimental surgeries that really didn't need to happen but they were like it has to happen <laughs> it literally has to happen there's no other way <laughs> and you know in fairness to them there it, it's an issue of like 
there's not going to be a newborn heart that they can wait for the transplant. You know, it's like, this is their only shot. So there is like some logic to it. But as we know, doctors at this hospital are way too quick to be like, listen, I made up the surgery in my sleep and we got to try it on your child. <laughs> I literally just decided that this is a surgery that we have to do on your baby. And I, yeah, I made it up. I definitely made it up, but <laughs> it's for you. Aren't you ready? And then they're like, they're like, you know what? She won't take it. I can't believe it. She just she won't she won't sign her baby up for this. I just can't. Why wouldn't like, she? Can you believe she wanna... that she's hesitating? <laughs> like that she didn't just decide in the last three minutes to do a surgery that you just made up. Uh huh. <laughs> like I've never done this before. I promise. But it is your like, best bet. It could be. It could be the new hotness. <laughs> right. Like, wouldn't look how cool your baby would be if it got the first one. Like, dang. Step It'd be it famous forever. Yeah. Uh. So you know. So Amelia. Uh. So uh, yes. So they they want to do that like very experimental partial hand heart transplant. So much so that like they keep mentioning that phrase partial hand heart transplant to other people, and other people are like, that's not a thing. <laughs> They're like, it is now. Um, so of course the mother is hesitant. She's, you know, she's very, uh, very protective of her child as any newborn mother would be. And, uh, Amelia overhears that she doesn't want to do it. And Amelia's like, well, I'm going to talk to her since I'm not her doctor. It's not right. unethical for me to talk to her, which I would argue, isn't it right. still? Uh, especially because her doctor is your sister, right. ma'am. <laughs> Stop it. Stop the shenanigans, Amelia. You did you know this is against the rules? But Amelia has like the like the, the I guess proximity to this because of mm -hmm. her 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 thing with her her kid. Yeah, you know. So they this is a thing that happened. This is a thing that happened on private practice. Now, yes. which was a spinoff of Grey's Anatomy. Now, what I will say is there's this interesting theory that has been going around Pusha Recaps. Uh, discord about how like if you knew amelia from private practice if you were a private practice watcher you stand amelia or you protect her at least and you love we her do. but we if do you to. do not see sir it's it's so far so good i think we're on the mm -hmm. same page it's, it's the theory is holding true and like many theories i'm sure there are exceptions but it seems like for the most part it's true meanwhile if you met amelia only on grace and you're like who dis when you met her uh, -huh. uh just as Derek's sister and like wow she's such an epic an epic f up and like just kind of like making a mess you don't forgive her and this i love because this is her this is her biggest story from private practice like she was an addict and it's something that she still struggles with and uh at the time because of her addiction you know uh this as she says in this episode the baby you know was born with extreme complications it didn't have like fully formed uh brain it i didn't believe, have a brain yeah and she was like, I had the baby knowing that that was going to happen. And I loved the baby. And see, this is the stuff like even though this is completely ridiculous and it's completely unethical still, as far as I'm concerned, it just works emotionally because of the history. As I always love to say with the show, because of the history, it works. It's emotionally impactful because whether you've heard the story or not before, she's like, you know, now that I have another kid, her, her son Scout. I think about Christopher, the, her son that passed away all the time. And I think about what life he would have had and what he would, you know, and, and if there had been a surgery, like the one that you're saying no to, like a selfish mother. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would, why, won't you, I would, why won't you let my sister cut on your baby? <laughs> God. Um, but it's like, again, as ridiculous as it is, it's very sweet because she's using, as is very common on the show, using the trauma dusting off the trauma that you went through and trying to use it for good. Like there is something actually very beautiful and aspirational about that. Again, not the ethics of what she's doing, but just the yeah. fact, you know, the, the way that trauma is like utilized here. I always think about that um, stupid, like, uh, like it was like a, a speech that was accredited to Bos Lerman, but it ended up not being him. The sun suntan lotion, like graduation speech. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't matter. You can Google it. But like there's a line from it that I always think of with Gray's where like uh, ex, uh, advice is just experience that you dust off and you dole out to like, you know, you recycle it basically to give people advice. And I, that's very true here. So I love that. Okay, but when Blue made up that that trauma, <laughs> nobody. <laughs> what what what? Why, what's the difference? Blue made up his trauma. This is real trauma. It's still trauma to coerce somebody. I I might be Team Blue. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, the try. That's true to your point because we know. I think the fact that Blue Ribbon was able to uh, 
make up that trauma means he definitely has other trauma, you know, uh-huh. like he has his yeah. own trauma. So he There's has, he has an understanding of trauma in general. You can't just make right. up trauma if you're like a this happy This is completely keeper. legal. Completely yeah. legal, I'm sure. <laughs> this hospital will never be shut down ever again. Um, so, yeah, that's a that's a wonderful, wonderful speech. And, of course, it works. Um, and what I love about it, my favorite moment, the one that makes me cry is like, Matt, uh, Amelia's walking away. Like she has now checked on the baby and the baby's fine post this like ridiculous transplant. And she's walking by Maggie and Maggie being her sister, recognizing that like, it's really hard for Amelia in this moment hesitates, but then like gets up and, and like, as Amelia's walking away, she's like, Amelia, thank you. You, you know, thank you for doing this. And Amelia's of course like crying and she's again, and that stuff always gets me. Like when somebody is trying to hold back tears, 99% of the time that will get me. <laughs> You're like, I will cry for you. I will yeah. literally cry for you. Stop holding those I tears back there. <laughs> oh, don't cry. I cry for you. Um, I got it. No worries. So, yes. Yeah, so, and then uh, right after that, Dr. Ndugo and Maggie are still arguing about this thing. And he's like, you know, you can't respect me. And she's like, that's yeah, I can't respect you. And he's like, uh, you know what? When Blue Ribbon was talking about that thing with the emotions, I should have seen you. And to your point, Chappelle, I should have seen that you're Ellis's daughter. You're heartless. <laughs> you're Ellis Gray's daughter. Why am and I here? And now he says, you know what? That disrespect that you said you were feeling, now it's mutual because I can't respect you for your stuff now. Now I'm going to now I'm gonna be choose to be mad about my own thing. Um, and we end the episode, Maggie asking Amelia, can I stay at your place? Now, we don't know where they're staying when the house burned down, but clearly it doesn't matter yet. Uh, it's been, you know, whatever, uh, some, some amount of weeks, I think since, since the house fire of last episode. Uh, so that's their, that's their storyline. Yeah. It's kind of weird to me that Amelia is like the one gray sister who actually has a heart, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, like we've been told Meredith, it was dark and twisty forever. So I'll give her that. And then mm-hmm. Maggie to be basically Ellis's daughter and like it reincarnated. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't respect you. And why are you upset about me not respecting you? <laughs> And and when he says I don't respect you either, she looks like excuse me. <laughs> I deserve respect. I'm Ellis's daughter. I'm excuse still me? not done not respecting right. you. you. You can't, can't start not to not respect me if I'm not respecting you. Like that's not how it works. Um, and then Amelia's like fighting back tears. Like she actually is alive inside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like even though she's a sister, she's not related to Ellis Gray. So I think yeah. that's a good point. Like the Ellis Gray is kind of spread across between the Meredith and the and the Maggie more so. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the other, speaking of gray, the other, uh, big surgeon storyline this season is, um, or this episode rather is there's this author lady, Tessa, who is played by, oh my God, what's her name from, from that Tim Allen show. Good oh, home yeah. improvement. Home improvement. Yeah. It's the mom, right? What's I'm trying to think of her name now. Uh, that lady, you know, that lady, whatever. She has white yeah. hair. Patricia, in Richardson. So looks, Patricia, Patricia Richardson. Patricia Richardson. Thank Richardson. you. Mm. Patricia Richardson. Uh, she played this author who everyone knew. I love when Grace is like, this has been a thing the whole time, but like no one's ever heard of this before. Uh, <laughs> the, you know, she's some like famous childhood author and like, you know, she used to write these stories, I think one story a year for 40 years. So, you know, it's like a big, you know, it's a high profile patient in the sense of these people all care for her and they don't want her to die. Last episode, she had some kind of, I want to say transplant. She had an, she had an operation. Uh, and this episode, she comes back. And of course, she like lifted something too heavy or something horrible happened. And 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 uh, she comes into the hospital. And now this becomes a a learning moment for Shep. Uh, for uh, Baby Shepherd, as I will, I guess Baby Shepherd. We've kind Baby of Shepherd's before, fine, but, yeah. but Chef the Third or whatever yeah. his name is. Uh, uh, he's the the intern because he sees her immediately come in, and he's like, "I think we should get her to surgery." Like, I'm really concerned, and everyone's like, "Nah, we need the CT scan first. Trust me." And then they're like, the whole he spends the whole episode being like. I'm really worried. I'm really worried. My gut is never wrong. My in my gut is never wrong, which I was like, well, your gut told you to lie and <laughs> let everybody else think that your aunt was actually the person you were having an affair with. So I don't know if your gut can be trusted, but right. clearly your maybe your doctor, your diagnosis gut can be trusted <laughs> only. Maybe not like your common sense gut, but your diagnosis gut as a doctor, maybe. Uh, and this becomes tragically a, a teaching moment for him. But basically... You know, she uh, everybody else says that this this patient, Tessa, should get a CT first. She gets worse and worse very quickly. She starts to code. 
uh, Meredith and Nick try to save her. And unfortunately, tragically, she dies. So, of course, Shep is left feeling like crap. Like I knew I should have I should have trusted my gut. Uh, my gut is never wrong, which, again, like, I don't know about that. But um, that is and then at the end of the episode, there's a lovely moment with uh, Shep and his aunt Amelia, where he's like, how did you how did you become the way you are? How did you stop giving any Fs about what right. people thought of you? <laughs> And she was like, but I do care a lot about what people think of me. So yeah. what do you think of me? You know, like <laughs> I, I care and then I still do the right thing. So you should try it. And I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, Shep, do that. You know, care about, you know, like pretend you don't care about what people uh, think about you. But still, yes. you have to still do the right thing. Um, yes. And and I was looking at him crazy because it felt like Schmidt was the only one really pushing this CT scan. He's like, you know. Well, the crazy thing about that is, and, and for my money, this might be like, unless they come back to it, this was a big misstep because yeah schmidt's most recent storyline is he had just come he's like feeling he's literally like the only resident left from his class he's feeling mm -hmm. super overwhelmed and he's like i can't let another patient die under my watch because last season i believe or it might have even been the season before uh no two seasons before would have been COVID. so it must have been last season uh where he lost a patient and in again a somewhat classic Grey's anatomy thing it happens sometimes you lose the wrong patient at the wrong time and you just he like complete he like stayed in his mom's basement and he would not come out like it was that thing of like so many characters went to visit him and it took like weber going a bunch of times and playing video games with him but anyway my point is he he should be the one like for him to have made this mistake is while it it makes sense in like the procedure of it all i feel like it's a big misstep character wise for him to be involved in another character's death if they're not going to address it if they're never going to bring schmidt in to be like hey you kind of messed up and that woman died then they literally should have had anyone else order the ct because otherwise it kind of makes no sense motivation wise for him yeah we didn't even get his reaction to the death you know right like, exactly it happened, that's what makes me worry yeah, we didn't see Schmidt saying like, "Oh, you know what? I should just took her straight to the OR." Like you said, it's just uh, it happened, and then he just left. And it's like, "Oh, okay. Well, you just killed this lady. You don't have anything to say for yourself." Um, and and I wonder, like, what is you know, you know, there's no laws here on Grey's Anatomy, but what's like the legal like ramifications of malpractice when you have like a doctor literally yelling, "You should do this," and everybody yeah. going, "No, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you're an intern. Be quiet. Be quiet. Um, what do you know? You only went to med school." Dummy. it's hard it's hard yes. and like i do you know it does fall like i would say this at best the show has an okay track record with dealing a little bit with the fall like the real world fallout of that kind of stuff sometimes they mm -hmm. completely gloss over it sometimes you know there are like lawsuits brought forward but it's <laughs> yeah, very rare in, in jail <laughs> right <laughs> or like a guy shows up with a gun at the hospital right. i'm not saying that's an answer but i'm just saying it happened be happy. uh i like I do, you know, the, the fact that Amelia is like, listen, you, yes, that was horrible, but it's more horrible if you don't learn from it. So if you learn from it and you continue and you'll never make that mistake again, then it was kind of worth something. And I do agree with that, but it, it, it never doesn't feel a little bit insensitive to me where the, the answer is, oh, you got to move on. Which again, I understand because the point is you always have another patient. So you can't be like dwelling necessarily, but also like moment of silence like can we right. do something i like, meet with a therapist a for a couple of days right yes. and i don't mean Where like do I, yeah i don't mean i shouldn't i shouldn't have to opt in either like at, at the right. end of the week you should be like okay you lost two patients here's your week of therapy you know like right. maybe go see, to the beach we're gonna send you to the beach for like four days yeah get your life together and come back <laughs> when you can breathe when you're <laughs> not still you know yeah. having yeah but yeah they're always like you you're not allowed to carry that you have to save lives tomorrow so, well, it was really hard to save lives i'm thinking about the last one that i killed you know mm -hmm. yeah woof 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 uh it's bad mm -hmm. um okay so that's that storyline so then we have uh so then we get to the big to the, like the big big meat of the episode which is like meredith's goodbye and everyone's reacting to her leaving uh dr griffith the intern has a cute little moment with her uh, but you know more about like the grandma alzheimer's but then after that author lady tessa has died uh griffith reveals that there's actually a thumb drive and it's her fine it's tessa's final story because you know she was the author like i keep saying so it's like kind of sweet but also like where did you get that and do you have permission to have that like what's the what's the she legality said, here but like, well she said tessa gave it to her oh, yeah, to yeah, give right, 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 so, but no that's so convoluted yeah. tessa gave right. tessa <laughs> 
Just is on her deathbed. Gets like uh, like Dude, I'm feeling man. crazy pain. Let me grab my thumb drive. Go to, first of all, and who has a thumb drive these days? Right. So she goes, she goes and gets her thumb drive. Uh-huh. Like it'd be different if she was like, uh, it's in the cloud. But to have a literal <laughs> thumb drive. My, my password she, is six six right. six. <laughs> so she gives it to uh, she gives it to Simone. Simone gives it to Meredith because Meredith is going to Boston where there are publishers. That is. <laughs> it's like there it's like last of us there are only publishers now in the qz in boston like that's it mm-hmm. like here take, place. it's my it's my dying wish have this published <laughs> i only want this published in boston right Ugh, not Seattle. Yeah. it's too rainy for the pages it's too rainy they're not gonna read it yes they're not gonna read it they're gonna have to read it on their kindles um yes. <laughs> okay so of course you know it's her goodbye so everyone's like freaking out they do like a beautiful uh like i mean you argue beautiful i would say it's a little i don't Mm -hmm. care because i know she's coming back but like you could argue it's a little lack of inspiration they kind of just cheers her but there is a beautiful moment where bailey says you know once upon a time you were the bane of my existence she's talking to meredith (laughs) but you grew up i'm like flashing back to season one and two uh but you grew up to be one of my greatest points of pride which is so sweet like and now of course they're friends you know they're they've been peers for years now so like you really feel the history between them yeah it's so dope uh but meredith does kind of do the same thing you were doing earlier where she says I'm only going to Boston. Stop being dramatic. Like yeah. I can be here next, I'll be here next week. And I was like, that's exactly what Ariel's talking about. Like, where does this, this is her last episode in quotation marks, but she will be right. back. Stop it. But she will be back. And seemingly maybe we'll be back to resolve her romantic storyline. We'll get that. To, we'll get to that in a second. Um, so they have that ceremony and they're like, and of course her sister's asking her like, have you talked to Nick? And she's like, we're not going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so of course, Nick, speaking of Nick, he's at the bar and he's drinking because he's a fool because Weber has told him and at least on at least three occasions Meredith is worth fighting for Meredith is like one of a kind and it, I don't know why he needed to hear it from Weber but Weber's like really trying because of course Weber loves Meredith and wants Meredith to be happy uh but Nick can't help himself and I, I do like that he's consistently hard-headed like both him and Meredith are stubborn but this just feels like plot machinations of like yo what's the problem like you love her and I know you took the job but like what's the problem um but he's at the bar and the reason I mentioned is because our friend Dr. Helm is at the bar who was in Smith's uh, sh- excuse me, in Schmidt's intern class, and they're trying to get her back. I actually love her at the bar as like kind of a, a you know, just to bring the bar back because we lost the bar for so many years. There was like not a character that worked there that we knew. Uh, so I appreciate that she's there, and I, I, in a way, like I kind of feel like eventually she's gonna come back, but I kind of prefer her at the bar, or at least I prefer the version of her that we have been getting at the bar. Um. And she says to Nick, Meredith is amazing. She's straight, so she never fell in love with me. But for whatever reason, she fell in love with you. And now she's leaving. And you're here at the bar. How stupid are you? <laughs> you're so dumb. She's so perfect in everything. And the sun shines up her ass. Why aren't you following her? Like, it, he, and you know, it, it's crazy because... Um, like I, I didn't know Helm was at the bar because I haven't mm-hmm. been a- around lately. Right. Um, and so I was surprised because we heard Schmidt earlier in the episode telling the interns, like, you don't want to be like Helm. She just burned right, herself right. out. I thought it was a made up, like a um, yeah. like a made up story, like a uh, urban legend. Like, like was blue ribbon story. Named, uh-huh. Yeah, there was once this lady named Helm and, mm-hmm. and you don't ever want to be like her. And then it goes to the bar and I'm like, oh no, it's actually Helm. Oh wow, it's actually just Helm. <laughs> so she's just at the bar, like hanging out. Um, Yes. Yeah, so that's so that's always fun. Yeah. Yes. And he's and Nick's like, wow, that's this this random stranger at the bar. <laughs> it's right. I should <laughs> I should fight for her. Uh so of course he calls her, but of course at this point, you know, at this point it's too late because Meredith is already on the plane. And they kind of do this thing where like they make you think either he's gonna get into an accident, which I didn't mm. think, but uh mm. it was a thing. And uh for some people who are watching, and then he's gonna that, that he's going to make it to the airport right as she, or maybe he's going to have to buy a ticket and get on the plane yeah. and do some grand gesture. But it's actually the way more realistic thing. He's like, oh crap, I'm not going to make just, it because Google I'll Maps call is telling her. me. I'll just yeah. call her. I'll just, t- just send her a text. How about that? Um, I will say very quickly, sorry, I don't want to I don't want gl- to miss this. Earlier after that surgery that they had that failed, they stood in, uh, in the, uh, what's it called? In the scrub room in that little uh-huh. like panel. And she's like, 
I'm not going to beg you to love me, which was a clear callback to when she begged. We talked about last episode when she begged uh, Derek to mm. pick me, choose me, love me. And literally now she's telling Nick, like, dude, I am a crazy badass surgeon. I have kids who mean the world to me. I want to be in your life, but I'm not going to beg you to love me. And I was like, growth, look at this. This is crazy. Yeah, and then there's even more to that, too, because when Helm is like, uh, what are you doing here? You're so stupid. She's perfect. Go follow her. Uh, mm -hmm. The name of the episode is Follow the Sun, and yes. we know that Meredith is the sun, yes. not Derek. And so sun. there she is, flying out into the sunset. Get yes. your ass to that airport and follow her. She's the sun. Why aren't you following the sun? Are you not, Why aren't you, are you you not, not a human? Do you not need sun? Yeah. <laughs> Christina said, "He look, the man is dreamy, but he's yeah. not the sun, yeah, and Meredith is the, the sun. sun. Yeah, you are. I love it. I love it. It works so well. Um, and uh, he's Nick is trying to tell her this is this is actually hilarious. Nick is like, "I love you. I fell in love with the first day I met you. I fell in love with you the second day I met you. Uh, you know, I want to be with you." And she's like, "Uh, I can't hear you. I'll call you later." <laughs> and I was like, "Meredith, are you lying? Is, did she really? She, could she, she was really lying not hear him when he was saying I love you? She reacted. She kind of like uh -huh. exhaled." Like, and then she's kind of like, like uh, okay, bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, I guess <laughs> the twist there is that you were expecting it to be fine, but in fact, they kind of just left it. So I guess, you know, this is what I said when I said earlier, like, maybe this is the reason she comes back for one episode because they got to tie up the storyline for her. I mm. hope. Or else why the hell did you bring Mike Scott's beef? And not that I want him to leave. Um, <laughs> so then she's reading. Then in like the final moments, Meredith is like reading the story that Tessa, the author, wrote. And it's all about how like there's no happy ever after because it's just like heartache and happiness all rolled up into one and how you learn from your life. And it really is a lovely like summation of Meredith's trauma, Meredith's triumphs, everything she went through, all her friendships and how she learned like her dark and twistiness, as Derek said to her when he proposed it, it's it's your strength, like your trauma is what makes you strong. And like, it's actually really sweet to get like that encapsulation in the story that she's reading to her kids. And like, as long as the sun rises, there will be new dragons to slay. The end of my story isn't any kind of ever after I'm still here. And the sun still rises in my life. It's so sweet. It's so, it's so sweet. It's so good. Yeah. So that was the end for her. But the final, final moment that I want to go out on is because this gave me goosebumps. This was like the mm -hmm. kind of Grey's moment where they, again, they get it so right. And I'm like, yes, this is incredible. So at the end of the episode, we get three new interns moving into this empty house. We have Meredith Grey gave her key. And I love that they each like chose a person to pass it down to. So Meredith Grey gave her key to Dr. Griffiths. Uh, you know, they had the, you know, the uh, the uh, Alzheimer's thing in common. Amelia gives her key to her nephew, of course, because she's like, you need to not be sleeping at the hospital. That's way too Cali for you. Um, mm -hmm. And Maggie gives her key to to Yasuda. And like, of course, Griffiths and Shep, we didn't go into this, but they have like a hookup thing, too. So there's like two couples right now in the in the intern class. Um, so there was a little bit of like, oh, God, that's kind of bad if they live together. Just the two of them before it was revealed that Yasuda was also there because uh, that's just going to get messy. Like, of course, they're going to be having sex, but then they're going to be trying to work together. So it's good that Yasuda is there to like to kind of keep <laughs> keep the peace, so to speak. Um, but what I loved about it was they do treat it like it, like we've seen they stand on the shoulders of so many wonderful moments. You said it earlier of like the house taking in strays like Alex lived there. You know, the beginning, obviously, it was the original three Meredith, uh, Izzy and George. Uh, at some point, years later, uh, Alex lived there. Sloan at one point was sleeping in the attic because he wanted to have mm -hmm. sex with Lexi. <laughs> Lexi was sleeping there. Lexi showed up one day. I can't remember who brought Lexi. I think it was Derek when mm -hmm. Meredith was still not feeling Lexi. And she's like, she's going to sleep here. She needs a place to stay. And Meredith was like, fine, drink tequila, Lexi. So it's just mm -hmm. like so many <laughs> wonderful moments. And like when they opened the door, the reason I thought of all those moments, they opened the door and it's just all dark and no furniture at all. And it felt like a haunted house. And it's haunted by all of those beautiful memories of those people who used to live there. So I just love that. I was worried when the house was burning last episode. Like, damn, they really got rid of the house. That's we crazy. We ain't got no house, yeah. <laughs> but now it's just going to be like a house for these interns. And I love it. It's like it's going to continue on. More stories. Right. <laughs>
And, and these people have no issue having sex in that house and around each other. They have sex no in front furniture. of each other, in front of each other, in the same bed as each other, in the shower. They don't. There's no boundaries between these people at all. Mm-hmm. And I and I always thought that was fun to watch on Grey's Anatomy. Like yes. the I'm brushing my teeth on the way to surgery, but you have to take a shower, and we don't really have time to, to yes. care about us overlapping. And then such and such sneaks out of the bedroom, but we don't have time for that either. It's always been fun. I remember. I kind of distinctly remember. Unless I made this up, but somebody at some point like trying to use mouthwash and then being like, Oh God, that's tequila. (laughs) That's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, It'll work. It'll kill it. So that'll work. So that's the, that's this episode. And I, you know, the Meredith Grey stuff, I think some people, I saw some reviews online. Like "Ah, I was kind of a lackluster goodbye for her. One, it's not actually a goodbye. And two, this moment for me, like made up for everything. I love this. I love this. Like the interns will keep the house, you know, uh, haunted by their new memories. Yeah, I like it too. This was a good episode. There were, like I said, I had I had questions because I was I'm new to these people a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things we flagged up before we started to record though was that uh, you had talked about how uh, um, how with Helm at the bar, there's oh, an opportunity. Yes. Yeah, so you yes. want to get into that a little so bit? Yasuda, yes, let's get into that real quick because we talked about like the two pairings within the intern class, but then there's mm-hmm. this other pairing. So Yasuda, there was like a throwaway comment uh, that she's into girls a few episodes ago, something that kind of like I didn't notice, but of course I was rewatching. And then here we know that Helm has now gotten over Gray, Meredith Gray, and like is feeling herself and is super confident. So now that Yasuda went to Dr. Helm to be like, oh, please, te- I heard you were a great surgeon at one point. I need you to teach me how to do this very specific stitch whatever so like when they looked at each other i was like "Ooh, sparks or like the potential grays loves to do this of like you're into whatever and you're into whatever and those things coincide so you should have sex <laughs> yeah like you don't y'all both like to do stitches you know it's yeah. like uh why, why wouldn't y'all have sex um, right <laughs> what what made you suda go to him because i mean uh it was it was what you said it was when schmidt earlier in the episode was telling the story about her so she went to her and be like hey are you the helm that i've heard of yeah. I need any help I can get. So she was smart to seek outside help, which, you yeah, know, it was just Schmidt was just down talking her though so much. She's like, she's like, and she had a horrible, like, and now she had a horrible career. And now she's over at the, at the bar. Uh-huh. And, and, and your student's like, is she gay though? Cause I'm gonna go check her out. You know, like, <laughs> how, let me go see if she, right. let me see. Yeah, yeah. Let me do the yeah. stitch wink wink. <laughs> yeah. How burnt out is she? Is she that burnt out? out? Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was like, "I'll bar back for you," you know. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, that <laughs> was the offer, will. and I was like, "Oh my yeah. god, what's gonna happen like, with these?" Two? Yeah, but this yes, is not PG. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot, or I had uh, forgot to mention that. But it seems like there's a future for all of them, and I would love that for Helm if that's a better way to keep her on instead of like bringing her back to the hospital right away. Because I really think they're gonna have to earn that if that happens again. If you know yeah. if she returns. Um, but that's it. That's it for Grays for February. We did it. We did what it. An incredible month. What an mm-hmm. incredible month this has been on Grey's Anatomy's Anatomy. Um, we will be back next month with our March episodes deep dive, uh, if not sooner. But, you know, you know, Survivor starting is going to be a crazy time. So we probably won't be back with a deep dive for a little bit. But uh, we'll definitely be back at least at the end of March to do our March episodes deep dive. Uh, but in the meantime, Chappelle, what else are you got going on? Where can people find you? Okay, I'm here on PSR talking about Snowfall with Mari and LaTanya. So if you want to check us out on Post Show Recaps, uh, it's Snowfall, a Post Show Recap right now. Uh, and then uh, you can find me talking about Abbott Elementary with Gia Worthy on our Abbott Elementary, a Post Show Recap podcast. So check that out every other week. Season two of Bel Air just started. So myself and Puya are talking about Bel Air on our podcast, Bel Air, a Post Show Recap. Um, and then I'm over on Silent Podcast talking about Big Brother uh, season six. Uh, so that's already up. Go check that out on Silent Podcast. Uh, I also did a Marvel podcast to talk about Kane the Conqueror and Ant-Man uh, and the Wasp, uh, Quantumania. And so that's already up on the Silent Podcast YouTube page. Uh, and then I am recording Fiji Forever with Gia Worthy, the finale of uh, Survivor Fiji, the rewatch that Gia is doing. I'll be recording that today. And so uh, check that out on Silent Podcast as well. And then over on Rob has a podcast. I'm still talking about Netflix shows. This week we talked about We Have a Ghost starring Anthony Mackie, which is currently the number one movie on Netflix. And I do not recommend the movie, but I wow. do recommend the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like uh, that. Yeah, so go check out the podcast on Nothing But Netflix, wherever you get your podcast. Um, and then uh, last week I was on 90 Day Fiance with Puya. Um, so we talked about that show. Uh, next week I may or may not be talking about um, New Girl on the New Girl Old Guy podcast. That's Ooh. TBD. Yeah. yeah. 
And then um, a, a guy on Instagram needs a kidney. I've been promoting this all week. His name is Steve oh. underscore versus underscore the world. And where better than the Grey's Anatomy podcast to talk about a, a person who needs yes, a Yes, a real life actual person. Yeah, he needs a kidney transplant. So just go check out his Instagram page and see if you can uh, either spread the word. Maybe you have a kidney that you want to spare. Um, but it's at Steve underscore at. I mean, I'm sorry, versus underscore the world. And you can follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show for more updates about everything I'm talking about. Love that. Uh, I am also on Twitter at that other Ariel. I'm covering dark on here on PSR with Grace and Philly, the wonderful Netflix series uh, covering Poker Face, also with Grace, with Natasha Leone, super fun, and covering movies with Grace. We are doing our regular coverage, Poster Recaps Theater, but also now we're doing like a mini Oscars deep dive right between now and when the Oscars start. It's called the Oscars Daily, and we're going to go through all 10 uh, Best Picture nominees with some special guests, so look out for that. And uh, I guess that's everything. Until then, we're going to check, we're going to sign the Against Medical Advice form and check ourselves out of this hospital. <laughs> At least for a month. Uh, but this is Grey's Anatomy's Anatomy, and see you next month. Bye. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.